Hello and welcome to the Dis Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and this is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? This is a very special part two episode because it occurred to me and my friend that I know a real life exorcist. So this is the exorcist part two featuring Matt and Matt from the Kickstarter with Matt and Matt. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Doing great, man. And, and, and the blessings of our Lord and Savior upon you all. <laughs> <laughs> just, not, just not anymore. <laughs> I used to say that, but I don't anymore. But yes, yeah. So um, yes, it's 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 good to be back again. Yeah, thank you. Even though I'm in your house, that's thank right. You for having you're, me, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's good to host uh, another another uh, fine episode here. Yeah, uh, in in Kickstart Land. Yeah, yes, and thank you guys for having me on your show. You guys, Absolutely. you audience, it was a blast. you're welcome. Thank blast. you, thank you, audience. Check it out. I was on a live stream episode. What was it? One sixty or something? Or two sixty? What episode uh, is it? It was two twenty. Two twenty. There we go. Episode two twenty. Check me out. I'm on that show. That's right. And go uh, check it out. It's a superior episode to <laughs> what our normal episodes are like. <laughs> now they're always talking shit out of their show. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, if I were a better host, I would have come prepared with questions. No, no. But how about you? Don't need them. Trust no, me. No. Nope. <laughs> so, so, the two mats, there's only one exorcist. That's and it's me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> and this other one over here is the way I describe Matt is. If you're in a horror movie, right, a real-life horror movie, and you have some kind of weird demon that's, like, haunting you, <laughs> Matt is the guy that you go to. He's that, he's that pro guy he's a- who's got that fucking library, like the Beauty and the Beast library with the <laughs> ladder that rolls, where he can get you every single book. He's that's like, I got, I got fucking... Lashugo, the demon is is haunting my brother's butt, and you're like, I know exactly what demon is, he is. Is your color turning blue or green? Which one? <laughs> what color is your poop? That's, right. That's my first first question. What's happening? What color is it? That tells me whether we need to go with the medieval demonstrations or the more modern versions. He literally is the guy, and I'm telling you, if this was really happening in your life, you're getting haunted. Yeah, Matt is a guy you'd want to go to to like find exactly what demon it is, what their history is, how to defeat it, blah 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 blah. And then he dips out of the movie before he dies. That's right. <laughs> he then That's jumps it. down a manhole. I'm not falling down the stairs. All right. <laughs> I like my neck straight. That's right. Okay? I, I listened to enough it. King Diamond to know to be careful of the slippery <laughs> stairs because you could easily fall and break your neck. All right. That's a lyric. So, yeah, we've actually my, my had my mom come to you guys once yeah. to cleanse uh, my childhood home of the evil spirits. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> was it successful? But, That's a question. Um, the, the differing opinions. <laughs> yeah. Still kind of haunted. <laughs> We're in a semi-haunted, like they're around. That's but it. It's yeah. complicated. It's, it's, but the point being that it's less haunted. It's, yes, exactly. <laughs> Partial retirement. That's, that's what we're looking for. We want to just kind of collect half of your social security. Security at this point. That's what they're, that's what they're doing. Trying to keep their income down below a certain level. Yeah. Um, so, um, do you do you guys like this movie, The Exorcist, 1973? You know what? I'm going to say a, shame, a shameful thing right now. Right. I have not seen this film. Are you, Are you kidding, kidding me? me? I know. Being a horror, no. buff, none of them. Being a horror buff, I have not seen any Exorcist films. Oh my god, that's wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll I, I'm familiar that. with I'm familiar with everything about it i know all of it but i just have not actually watched it well uh this most recent time around i happened to be having a bad reaction to some self-medication i was doing 
<laughs> and I was watching that movie. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> so I was watching that movie, and, and uh, there's one scene that's fucking crazy in the movie, and that's about it. But there's one scene, and I like, there's just a moment of, uh, when you said you know everything that happens in it. Okay, so like this little girl jams a cross in her vagina, yeah. and blood shoots out, and I just was emotionally unprepared for that. Oh. Like, I physically, I was like, I know it's about to happen. My brain knew. Mm-hmm. But then I just like struggled with the concept of that for a little bit too long and I fainted. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it, wow. Would, it fucked me up. God so. bless. I will say that this film has an unprecedented amount of reaction to it. Mm-hmm. From being like a classic film. This is part of what I'm going to talk about. It's kind of insane <laughs> how much a reaction it it uh, it. it Expels or whatever, like from its from its audience, from its mouth, from its <laughs> pea soup, <laughs> spinning the head around and shit. <laughs> but it's wild how it's it stayed consistent throughout these years. Yeah, it was it made an enormous impact on the culture. There was a rise in church attendance by sixty four percent. This movie Holy was produced shit. by the Catholic Church. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the whole idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to get them to come back to the church. Yes, indeed. Yeah, do you want me to take off now? Um, uh, Matt is like, yeah, he's I'm like a tiger. I'm, his, his I'm, legs are I'm coiled. the bull. I'm in the chute. They're trying to get the guy on me safely <laughs> so that I don't kill him in the you know, gore him with my okay. horns. <laughs> All right, let me ask you a series of short questions. Do it. And then I'm gonna. you're just going to go wild. Just turn me loose, okay. yeah. Um, so you went to seven school yes almost you almost went yes to school. what degree of education in catholicism did you go well my my understanding my knowledge of catholicism goes all the way through what i would have learned in seminary uh-huh. so i know the entire uh, process of saying mass uh, as well as all of the seasonal changes that are made um uh, all of the theology, of course, which has even deepened things that I have I would not have learned in seminary, which is the reason why I didn't end up, you know, yeah. <laughs> following through with those things. So uh, there's there's those those fun layers, but basically it's it's the same thing that I would have learned going through, uh, you know, absent the the actual experience behind the the mm-hmm. altar and and uh, well I'm on that side. I'm, I'm okay okay gonna give a, so, go ahead so, yes yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so it's safe to say that you are familiar with the process I have a little bit of familiarity yes, yes. okay good and um so there is gotta be some questions that a person would want to ask <laughs> now there's gotta be um uh, Matt, do you have any questions that if you didn't know him well enough, you wouldn't? Uh, that is, that's the that's the important distinction right there because yeah, right. I, I know Matt so well that I've those all I the answers heard these answers without even asking exactly the questions. Right. Yeah, several Ooh, times. I got one. I got one. Yeah. Did you ever see anyone whose life was changed by one of these stupid packets? That Only they an old person who couldn't read it. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because they needed someone to rake their lawn. I'll tell you, I, my life was almost changed by one of those stupid things because uh, I almost I was, strangled them <laughs> at three in the morning. <laughs> I almost, almost went, went to jail. To prison, exactly. Yep. Yep. I, I was sitting on a I was sitting on a bench at the mall one day, and I was like kind of bummed out. Mm-hmm. And this was many years ago. I was just like walking around the mall, a little mopey sitting on a bench and somebody came up to me and they were like you know what I think that you need this here you go like I feel like I can I can sense that you need some help and I saw and and they handed me some kind of Jesus bullshit and I was like for one like Matt I I was in Catholicism for all the way through 12th grade 
to the point that I, you know, until the point that I had my own agency to decide to go away from it, mm. and I threw it right in the fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, but but the residual feeling was like, thanks for caring about me and noticing that I mm-hmm. had, you know. Like had some kind of uh, emotional issue, but you just handed me something that was completely without value. Yeah. <laughs> like that didn't fucking matter. I wish you would have just shook my hand and hung out with me or something, yeah. or bought me a hot dog, or maybe a pretzel at Annie Ann's. Listen, fuck this. Can we get a beer? <laughs> Jesus used to turn water into wine. All right, I'm trying to get drunk. That's it. There That's was, it. There was one time I got one of those under my windshield wiper, and it was like about the dog you know the one about the dog yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like I was really fired up about it that day for whatever reason and I went into work and I was bitching about it and then the next day there was another thing under there I was like you sons of bitches you got me two days in a row <laughs> yeah. and I went up to it and I lifted it up it was a Pokemon card somebody just stuck a Pokemon card under oh, there. Was it, it was at uh, Price Right one of, I think it was one of my co-workers but oh, they were still fucking with me I choose you Pikachu yeah, I was like you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> but all right um, what else could I ask an exorcist? Uh, you ever meet Pazuzu? Pazuzu is a very interesting thing. We're going to talk about Pazuzu a little bit uh, because okay. he's, a, he's feel like a big factor within this movie. And I don't know if you want to launch into that. That's totally fine if you do. But I was going to say... In nome de Padre de Filio Spirito Santi. I would say my question would be, how much of it do you feel like is a real occurrence mm-hmm. and how much of it do you feel like is kind of an, an imagined situation mm-hmm. very good question yeah it's it, it really speaks to the power of belief this particular thing um one of the common factors for people who are finally uh approved for the process of exorcism which is actually a very long uh it takes years and years and years for this to be approved by the church especially these days because there's a basically a doctor gets called in you have to see a doctor that checks your physical health psychiatrist has to assess your mental health and uh and then and only then will the will it be considered and the approval has to actually come from the vatican it can't come from any of the archbishops or any of the you know cardinals. It it has to come from the the head cardinal, which is the pope. So um, pope's like, yeah, that, that guy can slay it. He's like, oh, I saw his Instagram. That's nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's for real. <laughs> but yeah, it it takes oh, it takes uh, it takes quite a bit to be able to to get there. So uh, most of the time, you'll see. That uh, in places where people are more superstitious. So it's not to say that it's necessarily a lack of education, but it's more the idea that people are so ingrained culturally uh, that there are evil spirits around them that can control their body, Um, even if they don't personally believe it. Mm. It's the idea that it's within their periphery, that they're peripherally aware that demons can get inside of them that they've been told this by people that they trust or you know that kind of thing where it's part of their culture that's usually the place where uh possessions happen most uh, readily but when it comes to the exorcisms very often those areas don't get as many exorcisms because they almost look at it as sort of like a folk phenomena 
you know, and um, and most of those things are relatively minor. But there's some very interesting stories. Uh, of course, there's always interesting stories, but there's some some wild cases of things like the the story that the Exorcist is based on actually took place in Pennsylvania, and it was with a young boy rather than uh, this this girl Reagan. Um, but um, the other important factor there is this story uh, a lot of the stuff of course was romanticized and built up to be more than what it was but this kid was basically a spoiled brat who didn't want to go to school mm-hmm. and so he, i'm possessed yeah, i'm not going basically to class. basically he he was really really good at uh throwing his weight around mm-hmm. and so he basically acted like he was possessed and uh things didn't turn out they they, they sort of re- came to that resolution. They shot him. Yeah, they shot him like, nope, he was fine. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any spirits fly out. <laughs> I was looking. He was faking. <laughs> I had my spirit glasses on. Yeah, they were, they were there. Yeah, he was probably not telling the truth. Uh, but yeah, they a lot of times you'll, you'll find that it's more the idea that someone is harboring guilt is a really big factor uh, when people have the psychosis. The interesting thing is that the, the whole process of a possession isn't necessarily... Um, an ongoing thing like people who are schizophrenic can think that they're possessed right um, and but when someone is experiencing possession on the traditional scale you're looking at an independent break like this is something that just has happened this one time especially the cases that end up getting big and eventually get approved because this person doesn't have a history of this type of behavior um, in fact there's a whole list of, of criteria that the church uses which i wrote down here so loss of appetite okay. <laughs> i've had that yep uh cutting scratching and biting of the skin okay a cold feeling in the room um, unnatural body postures and changes in the person's face and body, uh, the victim losing control of personality and becoming frenzied and enraged, which of course is every time I play video games, right, video games. Yeah, uh, so uh, <laughs> a change in voice, and usually um, possessions tend to happen around the teenage years when people are going through, through puberty. That's the most common time, uh, but that also relates to some other. Uh, psychic phenomena i guess we'll call it uh the like poltergeist the idea of a poltergeist is not an actual embodied spirit but it's someone who is essentially leaking energy and it leads to what's called apportation which is where something disappears that disappears from like one place and it appears someone else uh, somewhere else so very often in the movies you'll see things like fall from the ceiling like uh like a, something that was sitting on the counter it suddenly falls out of the ceiling of the same room that kind yeah, of thing without having any connection right exactly okay. it's a that that kind of thing but it's not actually an entity that's like in a haunting sort of thing it's the act the idea that this teenager has excess energy that's chaotically coming off of them like they're disassociating from the action of of going from like this is where i remember it to yeah this is where it ends up right and because they're their, their emotions are so intense at that point in time, it changes the, that thing in the room. So it's really, it's a strange phenomenon. Of course, there's absolutely no empirical evidence of it, but there's a lot of cursory evidence and, of course, a lot of experiential evidence of those things. But <laughs> so, so Constantine so, starring Keanu Reeves yes. was based on the struggles of puberty? That's all about puberty. It was all an allegory. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just one big allegory. Yep, that's it. But uh, another thing is super Supernatural strength, speaking in tongues, which is a very interesting one, which I'll get into. That's it. You got it. Uh, But uh, predicting uh, future events, 
uh, levitation of self or objects, expelling things slash objects from their body, uh, hopefully from the mouth rather than other places. Uh, intense uh, hatred of religious articles, uh, refusal, resistance to going to church, and also saying Jesus or hearing scripture. Those are the criteria from which uh, you can be uh, proposed for exorcism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had some of those right. in a nice little peppering of possession. Yeah. I've definitely expelled stuff I didn't recognize. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the most frequent one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the strangest thing, the strangest phenomena that uh, I have read um, about in different experiences is the speaking in tongues thing. And that's not in the way that we love to see on YouTube these days where someone's just running around blathering and making noises. Baby talk. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is this is where people are like legitimately speaking ancient languages. So it's like like if you if you start speaking Latin it's kind of weird because it's a dead language, but it's not that weird because it's still around. Mm-hmm. And because the Romance languages are based off of Latin, it, you know, maybe you could piece it yeah, together. Yeah, but that's like, that's like hitting your head and, and becoming like a piano virtuoso. Right. It's, that's it, very, right. that's extreme. I don't care if that language is still is being spoken in an entire country. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah, right. It is. It is. It is strange. And, and the interesting thing is, is that's this one book that I have, of course, I can't remember the title of it, but it's a, it's fantastic. It, chronicles uh, six different possession stories and then they also talk about other instances in unrelated uh, stories that characterize those particular symptoms of the possession so they were talking about what this one person who was speaking in aramaic which is a, a long dead language but they were accurately speaking with the proper context and the proper punctuations of things that and would, that would and all be that enough kind of to stuff. freak me the fuck so out. they they successfully were navigating this dead language and then um they talked about this other man who had a head injury and started speaking um some old version some old dialect dialect of a language i forget what it was that hadn't been spoken in many many years that he had he had lived in america his whole life so he had no exposure to this particular language so it's interesting to see how that stuff happens and it's curious because it's it's an unsolved mysteries yeah, what, there we yeah, go the, yeah jonathan franks is yeah, that's right he's, 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 he has no clue yeah <laughs> you do that? gotcha yeah <laughs> you, ever, you ever wake up one day and speak a dead language <laughs> you ever ride a bike to the uh <laughs> to the mountains and Kilimanjaro and then see the volcano explode and cover your loved ones in lava and ash. Do you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan Franks, why are you asking me these questions? I don't know why. You'd be a good Scientologist. Have him auditing people. I want Jonathan Franks to just be like in my neighborhood asking people random questions. Absolutely. Just just as he goes for his morning walk, these people are going out to get the newspaper and stuff passing by he stops near your house while his dog's taking a shit and he starts asking you these (laughs) when was the last time you saw your mother in something that made her look beautiful I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even have my coffee yet today. Son, son, don't answer. It's Jonathan Franks. It's Jonathan Franks. Don't answer him. He'll come back again tomorrow. <laughs> He's got more questions. Trust me. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see uh, these these strange phenomena that happen. But the weirdest thing I think that's tied to possession is that uh, when people make these 
inhuman noises. It's that is for me at least the most disturbing part of the whole thing. Have you seen this? Oh yes. In person? Yeah, like like I'm talking but basically it's the same thing not that happens counting when our pe- show when yeah, I'm when, talking. Yes, not <laughs> counting yes, yeah, yeah. Never mind then. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but but the idea that when someone gets worked into a frenzy of psychosis it can happen to people again outside of this realm of possession that's why it's important to understand that this is indeed something that is actually happening to the person but of course a demon in that religious well in that religious perspective is causing the the issue but in a more realistic sense it's the idea that they have gotten caught in sort of like a mental feedback loop where they focused on something that makes them feel so guilty or so uh, upset about something that they get caught in this loop of getting perpetually worse and worse and worse and worse to the point that they become almost animalistic in the way like that my they interact. Life. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they and it gets to the point where they will put their 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 body completely under such stress that they start to move in a chaotic and inhuman way that they start to make these really strange noises and essentially it's the same sort of things that like you can break down the sounds sometimes they'll be able to make two separate noises at the same time where this one is a really low grumbly voice and this one is the voice of a child or that kind of thing but yet you can also go and look at say uh buddhist monks who do uh throat singing Mm -hmm. which is where you use your vocal cords and your false false vocal cords and those layers it's the same principle as what these people are doing so it's like some kind of psychological elevation that's happening inside of like between the brain and the body yeah yeah, it's that's like a, a response to an elevated state <clears throat> that's also being being like relayed by a body right. signal that wouldn't normally happen. Exactly, but is possible. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the idea. Is that all of these things, aside from the, you know the seemingly impossible things of say like levitation and like we're talking about apportation something mm-hmm. of just appearing somewhere yeah that's those, the, that's kind of shit that the, i'm like uh, those are the <laughs> sorts of things that that are a little more um it, it they're, they're too difficult to replicate so we can't necessarily say that we didn't miss something that right. caused it to happen, you know. So it's like if something falls off of a shelf, you could say, okay, maybe the room shook, maybe something bumped into it, maybe it was already tipping over. Those sorts of things. That, I've had so many things just fall down. Sure, mm-hmm. and and it, that house. does indeed happen. But the strange stuff is when a heavy object is sitting on a counter and it slides all the way across the counter and, and falls off the edge. A guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. It shoots through him like a cannonball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of stuff. That's when it really gets strange. Because is there a possible explanation for that? Absolutely. But it that kind of stuff does happen in these circumstances. But once again, you have somebody's body that is in such duress that it can create really weird things. <clears throat> like when somebody's really cold, for instance, like if you watch somebody who's got hypothermia, who's violently shaking, they can sometimes they will shake so much that it's almost imperceptible mm-hmm. unless you're staring at maybe like their hands or something like that, that that can create a vibration that could potentially vibrate something off the table. Again, so there's there. Yes, you can usually explain these things away. Sometimes they're mysteries, but a mystery doesn't mean that it's supernatural. 
supernatural necessarily. But again, the idea is that there's this injection of belief. That's the important factor. That's the thing that makes an exorcism and more important, or possession rather. And more importantly, that's what makes an exorcism work. It's the idea that I'm playing within this realm. It's the same thing when you're dealing with somebody who's in psychosis, temporary or otherwise, that if you try to rip them back into reality, you're only going to further damage their psyche. They're only going to get worse. You have to go and meet them in that fantasy world in order to be able to escort them like the ferryman from Greek mythology back Tom into Cruise. the realm of the living. Tom Cruise, exactly. He was my favorite <laughs> Greek mythological creature. Uh, so, so, half man and half mouse. So it's a, it's a, it's a I think that's what he is. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the thing is that there's that really strange um, crossover from where you have the world of spirituality and what we might look at in materialism being someone who doesn't believe in the supernatural whatsoever that that this world is just physical there's nothing but the physical but of course that's not true there's plenty of things that are outside of the realm of science um and that because science is only concerned with replicable quantifiable uh, reality but there are things outside of that like emotions they exist outside of the realm of science you can indeed say happy sad those sorts of things you can measure uh the chemicals within your brain you can look at the synapses in the brain but yet those are that's the data that's not the emotion the emotion exists outside of that okay okay pump the brakes yeah Ooh, this is intense. Okay, so it's, it's like when an alien, when Ash is stuffing that magazine down <laughs> Ripley's throat, <laughs> but in a way like Ripley was asking for it. Right. You, wanted it. you knew that. Okay, yeah. so just trying to organize my understanding of what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying that your body is responding to some stimulus that mm-hmm. is making it so intensely your body couldn't reject it more right so you're being contorted and twisted mm-hmm. and you're making guttural beast noises yeah like a tuvan throat singer mm-hmm. okay so when then I sign into work yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so then these people are usually feel guilty about something yes and they are often deeply religious, and that's why exorcisms work, is because they believe this is what's causing it. Right. Either they are deeply religious or they're in a deeply religious environment. That's okay. the other thing. And even people who move out of those deeply religious environments still can experience that later in life. It's it's very similar to uh, another interesting phenomenon, near-death experience, NDEs, that usually your experience of the afterlife will be influenced culturally. So if you're here in the West, very often you have a Christian uh, experience when you get near to death, Uh, whether that is seeing your loved ones going through a tunnel or the pearly gates or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you're ever in the East, you tend to have a different experience that is more about bliss and just going into this sort of white nothingness it's that idea that that fits their narrative so it's sort of irrelevant whether or not you're a buddhist or hindu or a christian or jew or you know whatever your your religion might be that that's 
that's only one layer of it. We have to look at what happens subconsciously within ourselves, that our brains are always recording what's going on around us. So that same sort of thing can happen in the case of possession. It's very rare that it happens to someone who themselves is not a, surrounded by a religious thing, that it's, you know, when they get removed, they have that possession experience. But it does happen. Mm-hmm. And in, in those instances, it's important to approach that person with that same ideology. So if you're dealing with someone who's coming from that Christian background, then you want to use that that Christian exorcism as a way. And there are different versions of exorcism depending upon your sect of Christianity. So like the Roman Rite is another name for exorcism within Catholicism, but then the Presbyterians have their own version of exorcism and, and that sort of thing, you. different denominations. Okay, okay. So... I feel like I need to honk the horn when I need you to take a breath. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> for the audience who doesn't know, I, I brought props. Yeah, there um, we go. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm just being silly. Yeah. Um, okay, so it doesn't matter what your religion is. Right. But uh, possessions happen across all of them? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, Buddhists what yes absolutely because there are there are negative buddhist lower mischievous buddhist spirits and so there are really yes. i didn't i thought there was just good old buddha who ate a grain of rice nope. a year nope <laughs> no, okay um yeah there's a lot of layers there and yeah. sects just the same as there are in christianity yeah, yeah so you get a methodist possession mm-hmm. because he likes the way you do things in a proper order yeah right i'm not really sure what methodist means <laughs> very often that the only difference is that the, 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 the OCD demon? That's right, OCD demon. Yeah. This place is spick and span. He's possessed. Good God, get him a job. Yeah, yeah no, but now the the uh, usually the only differentiation within Christian sects is that the demonology is different. So which demons are in charge of other demons changes, um, and also the process of exorcism is different. But also to speak to exorcism within Catholicism, priests have to fast before they do an exorcism um and so they don't throw up pea soup everywhere well i guess that's why i don't know but yeah no it's the idea is you're supposed to abstain from eating and spend that time praying and so that you can get closer to god but also when you stop eating for several days you also can hallucinate so yeah. that doesn't so, really help with the whole reality thing yeah because like if you're hungry mm-hmm. and if you're, he's possessed let's get this going come right. on yeah i would be so impatient and so unfocused that yeah. i was trying to do an exorcism that's the idea yeah, that's the idea. It's it it's a it Hurry takes a, a lot of fortitude and a lot of focus to be able to accomplish Get out those of this things. Bitch, I'm yeah, so, yeah. I need to go to Applebee's. I gotta go to In and Out. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get out of here. I'm waiting. It's happy hour. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I set my dinner reservation for eight. And if you're not out of this girl by eight o'clock, I swear to fucking God, I will jump inside her throat and pull I'll you tear out you myself. Out. That's right. So in the movie, The Exorcist. Yes. There, Reagan is laying in bed, mm-hmm. and what sells Father Karras is that she has helped me scratched into her stomach. Right. Does that happen in various languages? Like, does it have to be the language that they speak? Like, would it be? Is that happened? That it's not? that happens too. Yes, absolutely. That there there's a Ooh. sort of physical manifestation of these scratches, but very often that happens as a result of them scratching themselves. Of course, yeah. there's always the mystery ones where we don't know, but that's always the assumed thing. There are, however, very interesting cases where people have scratches down their back. 
mm-hmm. in a particular way that they wouldn't be they able to contort their hand. Oh, Freddy Krueger. So Freddy Krueger is always suspect. Uh, yeah, that's that's all part of it. It's, it's Latin, so you don't realize it's his name, but it's in there uh, to keep him at bay. But yeah, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of those those sort of physical manifestations of those things, uh, as as well as stuff happening, you know, in in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm with you so far. I think. Mm-hmm. I hope the audience is able to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the so tell me, you have performed exorcisms. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, well, uh, I don't know if we should start low and work <laughs> up, or if we should just jump in at the craziest shit you've ever seen. But I feel like you can you can uh, traverse those waters. Yeah. And give take us on a journey, Matt. I can take you on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I have a few notes here that I, I as I, I was telling, uh, was saying earlier that I, I want to um, try and keep myself as focused as possible because there's a lot of different caveats here I can go off. Uh, but basically, the process, um, it's usually depending upon the expression of the person who's possessed. So meaning if they're acting out violently or not, that's usually the first factor that's determined. If the person is acting out violently, then either they will be sedated uh, which usually they don't do because they don't they feel that that weakens the person and then they're unable to also fight the demon from the inside. Uh, but uh, so sometimes they'll opt to restrain the person. Mm-hmm. So whether that's putting them, you know, in fuzzy handcuffs or whatever, you know, no, no, not really. Uh, so whatever, you know. <laughs> you're, like, you're a bad demon. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, no, they so they usually they'll restrain the person first. Um, most of the time they put them in a chair, whereas in the movie, of course, she's in a bed uh, quite a bit of the time. But it does happen sometimes. I feel like it's more comfortable in the, in the bed. Well, they they do, sometimes they'll they will go for the bed because uh, people again that inhuman strength is a big component of it so people have very often broken the chair that they're strapped to Mm-hmm. So that's uh, another part of it. But then um, they after got those, they got that those crack muscles, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, it's it's the same. It's the same phenomenon of like a mother lifting the car off of a kid, sort of thing. That's uh, they just summon that strength. So, but uh, after they're restrained, then after that, there is an opening prayer that's done that basically uh, dedicates the whole thing, that reconfirms everything, and then the next part is determined by whether or not the person who is possessed has been baptized if they have been baptized then there is a resuscitation a resuscitation a reciting of the uh, of their baptism cpr yes, right. they, they start giving them out the mouth yeah pause pause, pause yes pause. <coughs> baptism is important baptism is important when it comes to catholic exorcism if you have not been baptized in the catholic church you cannot have if a catholic exorcism magical water sprayed on your head right or exactly actually is there an equivalent in other religions or is baptism uniquely catholic no you can be baptized in other it's it's usually the uh we can to use a broad term say an initiation ceremony to be initiated into the religion um in order to receive that and again that sort of gives credence to that whole dominion thing the idea that if you're having catholic demons you got to have a catholic exorcism that kind you. of thing so that's that's all part of it's all what part kind of, of that demons you got catholic? yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got a guy for you <laughs> oh well, let me say i got through my business cards oh, here go through the role i guess is the catholic guy yeah <laughs> his yeah. mom was catholic, catholic and yeah. his dad was vegan yeah, i don't right. know i don't which know which one, one. <laughs> that's right we need a vegan catholic <laughs> exorcist <laughs> any of the priests made of uh burgers 
but uh, yeah, yeah. So then uh, after that, then after the baptism prayer, if not, then there is an opening prayer. There are instances where people who are unbaptized will will be exercised, but normally the only time that happens is they'll do a brief uh, sort of placeholder of baptism to All say right, god to please say, look, just give this I guy know, a chance I, I know he's in a rough spot but he probably <laughs> likes you okay just give him a shot but yeah then after that then they uh then there's a, a series of prayers that um call for the demon to retreat that's the first thing is to say flee now before the name of god before the symbol of god and then there's prayers that are recited i didn't see no red so, checks get yeah, the uh, yeah, that's out right. of here yeah. yep that's so, it okay so <laughs> Uh, this this might take us on a weird tangent, sure. but words of power. Yeah. Bad demon, get out of here, demon. Go lay down. Yes. Go lay down. Yes. <laughs> What's the difference between me saying that and me being like, oh, Spiritus Santi? Because, <laughs> because a priest is saying it in Latin. That's but why. That's the only difference. Is that, it's like, is that like the devil's dancing language? Like, well, hey, I love me so some Latin. This is a very interesting thing, too, because at one point there was a changeover between the language of Coptic, which was original Greek, and what is uh, modern day Latin. When the Latin happened when the Romans basically took over Europe. At that point, they usurped you know the greek pantheon and created this whole roman pantheon which was just the same thing as the greek pantheon with different names and then uh, eventually once christians became a, such a big problem in rome they switched the official religion of rome to christianity because there was no catholics and presbyterians everybody was just christian there was you know nothing else there at the time but you then like this, Jesus? this was this was yeah yeah exactly and so that's that, when possession started so that's when the demons started speaking latin Gotcha. Because at that point, Latin, which was the language of Rome, uh, was they were that was the deal. That's, but how long are we until it's like, yo, dog, you got to get out this body, right? Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. You're too. talking about an exorcist who speaks Ebonics? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to sound racist. I just tried to sound modern. I don't know. I, I apologize if I sound racist. But I see that as like a real future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why? Why are we stuck in Latin? Like, so, oh dear, demon, please do leave this body. Like, right. When does it progress from Latin? It, this is a very good question. So you have to think about it again. The the effect on the person who's listening to this, who is possessed, in quotation marks. It's once the right? demons discover public enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. Once, yep. Once they realize they got to fight the power, that's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> got to bring the noise. Uh, but yeah. So so the idea is that because the people are that's that's the vernacular, right? That's the language of the educated was Latin. Mm -hmm. So the idea that they're speaking this elevated language means that they know more than the more person than who's possessed. Do. Right, exactly. So that was always the big point of division. Um, and after the Second Vatican Council, which was when, uh, if you've ever been in a Catholic church, that's an old Catholic church, you'll notice that there's a railing that go that sits on the very front of the altar, the part closest to the pews. Right. Um, back before Vatican II, that was all closed off. That no one from the area of the congregation could go up onto the altar. Everything was done from the back, the side door there. And so they would come through there. So that's the idea is that there was this strong division between the clergy and, and the, the people. And so when the yeah. when the priest starts speaking Latin, all of a sudden he's the person of authority and power. And so it's it's magical almost because of that. And that's stretched on into today. Absolutely. Okay. No. I, we, I don't want you to brush over it, but I also am afraid that the answer is going to be really long. Okay. You said 
uh, the the Vatican Two. Yes. As if there's a sequel. <laughs> there is. The Vati- yes. Yes. I didn't know there was a sequel. Vatican Two. You- yes. Electric Boogaloo. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a great sequel. Yeah. They 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 follow through. Now, so there was there were two major Vatican Council meetings that changed the church. Basically, anytime there's a big shift, like a big big shift, there has to be the the conclave gets drawn pulled together, which is the College of Cardinals. Basically, all the heads of all these different areas, they all get together at the Vatican and they make these decisions together. It's kind of like when the Senate and the House are trying to pass a bill. It's that sort of thing. They all have to come to this conclusion as to what things are. So there was the first Vatican Council, which made a lot of the changes as far as how the clergy interacts with the people. Second Vatican Council changed a lot about Catholicism. Um, before that, at the assembling of the Bible, uh, was the called the Council of Nicaea. That was done by Emperor Constantine, who was a pagan, by the way. He wasn't even Christian until oh he was, boy, he was on his deathbed. Into the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's basically when all of that stuff happened, and that okay. was because Christians were. The reason that it became the, the, the religion of the state was because Christians were trying to get themselves killed so they could be martyrs for the cause. And that's – okay, so that's when the the Christianity multiverse started where all yep. the branches and stuff came that, on? No, that Christianity – that part happened later when Martin Luther uh, nailed his grievances well, to Vatican the door. Vatican II happened before Martin Luther? No, no, oh, no, after, oh, okay. after, yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, after. yeah. Okay. yeah I was yeah. going to say, Vatican II sounds like no, it would be later than No, that. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but, Vatican II was like Jurassic World. <laughs> Jurassic World, exactly right. Yep. It's it's in the universe, but we don't oh, yeah. know about the timeline. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's bring it back to yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah, so so that's that's basically the whole the whole uh, process there. Now, the, the thing that you have to remember, well, so anyhow, so back to the process of exorcism. So after the priest tries to get the, or after the exorcist, because interesting, fun little fact, you don't have to be a priest to uh, do exorcisms within the Catholic Church, um, but most of the exorcists are priests. So that's it's sort of like you know not, squares and rectangles. Yeah, exactly. It's like insects and bugs. So, not so all bugs are insects. Constantine is like and, a documentary then. Uh, kind of, <laughs> yes, it's a, it's 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 a shot for shot remake of reality. Actually, it's just like that with the mirror and the slime guys. That's what I thought Satan comes at the end of everyone and he's like, yeah. "Hey, what's going on? Like my suit?" And so uh, let me let me help you with your slit wrists. So the uh, only way you can finish the exorcism so after you you ask the demon to retreat obviously at that point then they don't acquiesce if they don't uh, uh you know follow through then you start to do threatening prayers which are fun basically yeah. where you're you're calling upon the particular powers of god you're calling to particular uh there's a hierarchy of angels that are involved um that you're calling on stronger and stronger forces very often at this point there'll be a rosary that's said because the exorcist usually has an assistant who is either another priest um or, or, a cab driver. or just a cab driver <laughs> named shia labeouf yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so the, he was in the movie he was like and the response so, right like that's printed in the bible is like priest colon what he says yes response colon absolutely okay. that's so a, that's it's a big like part. shakespeare in that way kind of yeah and that's that's actually how the process of the mass is said too there's a book that the priest reads out of and that's basically everything that he says is in <laughs> red okay. yeah. Pentameter. So, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all written in the same yeah it's all it's all in the text. 
but yeah, all of that call and response stuff is actually written out for most of the uh, Catholic rituals. Yes. And also oh. with you. And also with you, exactly. Gotcha. Lift up your hearts, lift them up to the Lord. And may the, for- and and may the, force, may the force be, be with, with you. you. Yes. And with you too. <laughs> I can't and also watch, with you. As, yeah. a, as a former Catholic, I can't watch Star Wars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also with you. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Luke can't hear you. Yeah, but so basically, then after that point, then the prayers are then repeated. So basically, the exorcism then gets completely rinsed and repeated. They start at the beginning again, and they do it over and over and over again. Now, very often, these exorcisms take place over weeks. They'll do it for a certain period of time on, say, a Tuesday, and then they'll come back on a Wednesday or a Thursday, depending upon how the person reacted to it. And usually, they're, until the person starts to react to it, then it's it's sort of a... Uh, it, it gets left alone. But if that person has those violent reactions to the prayers and to the whole process, then they're like, this person's definitely possessed and we're going to keep coming back until this is over. So each possession's like, here's some ointment, don't scratch it. Yep. Yes, and exactly. <laughs> we'll come back in a few days. Is it still itchy? Here, yep. have some more ointment. That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But most of the time, exorcisms are very uneventful. Um, the most common symptom is vomiting. For, for Because, again, you're dealing with all of this hyper stress. And so at some point, the body is just going to release in one way or the other. And I guess that's the most uh, unoffensive. I mean, honestly, like my, my take on this whole thing is yeah. that it really sounds like kind of primitive cognitive behavioral therapy precisely yes and like miles just suggested it's kind of like this like fishing sense of like uh mental health yeah uh assistance it's it's more it's more the idea that rather than having that it be sort of like a shot in the dark with like Mm -hmm. fishing it's more the idea that you're going into this person's psychosis and you're walking them back to reality Okay. That's the process. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. So uh, that's looking at it, of course, from uh, a secular perspective with, mm-hmm. without you know, poo-pooing it or anything like that. That's the actual process that benefits the person because you're going there and you're meeting them within that, that world where they believe that they're possessed. And so the, the thing, since we as human beings love to label and put things in boxes, if you can name the demon, that's the point in which you gain power over that thing. That's a big part of the exorcism is to get the demon to reveal its name. But it's more convincing mm-hmm. the person to give you give up something that they feel because they know it's a big deal right 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 exactly yeah like eliciting a response from that person and and it kind of is like fishing but fishing with really good bait yes or or like in the right space in the pond or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah like you you have a good idea but you're gonna search for whatever you can get a response from that particular person because you really don't know what they're gonna um respond to yeah and then reeling in that particular res- response so right. that when you start to see that they're uh, giving you feedback, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is the one. This is the demon. Yeah, we're yeah. making like, it now. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Like, and now I can I can start to bring their mind back to shore. Yeah. Where they're more uh, stable or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is just kind of roundabout psychotherapy Absolutely. that's happening. And you have to think this is all of this stuff comes about far before modern science existed. Right. You know, it's the, it, we're in the age of astrology rather than astronomy and alchemy rather than chemistry. We're dealing with these primitive, well, to us nowadays, primitive understanding. But at the same time, they you're looking at years and years and years and years and millennia and generations of 
people's experiences. So this works, that doesn't work. And then eventually that effectiveness gets assigned to some supernatural force because obviously we, it's with a lack of understanding, people want to fill in well, those that's, blanks. That's the premise too. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily need to be recognized as that by yeah. the scientific community. Right. It's, that's just, you know, that's just what it's wrapped up in, hmm. but it doesn't mean that that's the core. You know, the core, I think it seems to me that like even the church recognizes that the core of it is a psychological issue. Absolutely. And that's the reason why they have a psychologist come in and they, you know, that's, that's why these gates are done. So that basically say we've exhausted all of these modern paths and none of them are working. Therefore, we're going to go with this spiritual path. The doctors in the movie, the exorcists, are the mm-hmm. ones who are like, have you tried exorcism? Because we can't science <laughs> yeah, this right. one out. And that, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm done with prescribing drugs. Right. Yes. Not enough get drugs. Get a priest in here. <laughs> the girl who I just talked about this movie with last week, she, uh, she said that the guy who runs the MRI machine is a real-life serial killer. Okay. I thought that well, shit was crazy. From the movie? From the, the movie. guy has a, oh really? Yeah, the the dude in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. That shit's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. He also wasn't an actor. He's just a guy who knows how to run an MRI machine. That's all you need. And he likes to murder on the side. Well, you gotta have a hobby, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, gotta uh, do something. I keep an eye out for those MRI. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> New fear of MRI people. Yeah. Um. So I don't just know how scan we're... my brain. Don't take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. This this timestamp is not right, by the yeah, way. Yeah. We had a while ago, yes. but. <laughs> Um, are we getting close to an end? Absolutely. Okay, let's yes. let's take it home. So basically, uh, at that point, um, then the whole process is concluded when the person is able to pray. Right. Uh, and that is considered the, the conclusion of the exorcism. Then, the then fa- they make their own ointment. Right, there you go. That's it. And then, So then at that point, once they're able to do it, then they can make it for the next guy. And then it's like Russian, like stacking dolls, nesting gotcha. dolls. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so, but yeah, so that's the process is then it's repeated until the person is considered delivered. Now, aside from possession, there's also what's called demonic influence, which is where the person isn't completely overtaken by a demonic force, but rather they're being constantly pushed prodded and uh, encouraged by this entity. But the, another interesting perspective on the whole demonic layer of things um, is from a, a ceremonial magic perspective. It's the idea that all of these demons and angels are simply facets, characters of our consciousness. So um, to, to go into magic territory, Aleister Crowley wrote about uh, the idea that the 72 demons of the Goetia, right, which is part of uh, Solomonic magic, um, is uh, he, that each of those 72 spirits are facets of human nature. Each of them rules over particular things. They're responsible for particular things, that kind of thing. Is one of them Pazuzu? Uh, Pazuzu is not one of the 72 spirits, uh, but Pazuzu, uh, is, um, he's a Sumerian god, uh, which is part of the next thing that, that I wanted to, to conclude on. Okay. So that's the, that's the idea. The other thing when it comes to the exorcism uh, priests and deacons when they're ordained actually go through a minor exorcism that's part of their ordination really? process yes did you have that due to you no I didn't get that far but I I have uh, I have witnessed that before for a, a deacon um, did he twist up and start talking he, in tongues he was just fine he just, just he just sat there and he got the whole thing what, and what if you accidentally found a possessed 
priest. That would be interesting, especially because it's very ritualized. So having you know this ceremony where everyone's there to watch the ordination, and suddenly the person starts floating in the air would He's be just like Jesus, fuck me. That's right. Yeah, that would be that would be quite quite a sight. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So the 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 idea of a lot of these modern demons, right, is that that what happened when the when the when the uh, Inquisition was going on when basically the Christian church was spreading itself across the world they would roll into town and say hey uh, where do you guys all worship that you know and you know there's that building over there then they would go over to that building and they would say okay there's a new guy in town we're going to take this sign down and put one up that says under new management. And now this is a church, no, right? It's Martin Luther's it's church. Consecrated. And, and many, many churches in, uh, in Europe, as a matter of fact, underneath of them are old altars that were used for what are now considered pagan gods. And just a little fun fact, anything that is not uh, uh, Christian uh, or rather Abrahamic Christianity, Judaism and um uh, Islam. Those are the only three things that are not pagan. So Buddhism is paganism. So paganism is that right. sort of catch-all. Any, any alien. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, they went into these spaces, took over their places of worship, and then demonized their gods as a way of saying, you can convert to Christianity or we will kill you. And if you go back to worshiping your old gods, you are now worshiping demons and therefore we will kill you. So it's Does, an insurance that, policy. Wouldn't that make Catholicism a like polytheistic religion then? Well, only because what they would do is they would incorporate their holidays. So that's the reason why we celebrate Christmas and Easter. winter and Easter, which is Ishtar, which is the goddess of fertility, which she was Whoa. represented by eggs and all the rabbits and all these things of spring. Yeah, uh, let's so, make it a little bit easier for these poor slaves. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can still celebrate, but you have to worship our guy rather than yours. That was the idea. slightly change a couple of letters and shit. You know, yeah. it's fine. Cut down like, a tree, put it in your house. Absolutely. Jesus, yeah. yes. Right? Yeah, and even, even as a matter of fact, even the Jewish people back before they uh, became the quote-unquote 12 tribes of Israel, which there's zero historical Ooh. evidence for, but we won't even get into all that. Uh, <laughs> but the idea that before that, they were... Uh, they were some of them were polytheistic and because they had to eventually unify under one god which became yahweh uh that the god you'll see god with a lot of different names in the old testament and that's that Whoa. same sort of thing, just, feature i've i tasted the hebrew flavor you put on yahweh yahweh there. yeah yeah Whoa. yeah yhvh yod hey vav hey that's how it's, it's spelled like hummus. in hebrew it's really good yeah. that was wild <laughs> <laughs> i've heard like hasidic jews talk that's how they talk that was crazy yeah well like, I, I, I can read read i, some, I told read you some. he's like i go to when you need a, when you need an exorcism or yeah. like some demon to be yeah. defeated well and I've, I've got i've got the whole bible in the old testament and hebrew in the new I testament you're gonna and say audiobook. so yes oh yeah, no, yeah i've got the audiobook of the whole thing it. yeah. check it on audible yeah it's all good yeah no but but yes, that's this episode so, is yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when I've I, through my studies and things through the years, I've I've learned to you know picked up Hebrew, so I can you know the, the Hebrew, Latin, and Coptic. They're the three that you need for Christianity. So, but I'm, tell, I'm telling you, this guy reads like the most obscure bullshit in religion. Yeah, his whole yeah. library is like this deep. And and if you feel like in this episode that you've heard like like a 
too much of too much depth in one subject. <laughs> Trust me, you have not. This yep. is a very like this is a very smooth We're like glazing the over. It's a, this is a pebble in a shot glass. It's not even in a full cup. Yeah, yeah or serious, drop in the bucket. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot that there's a lot of politics behind religion that people don't even realize. You have to remember the religion came from somewhere. You know, right. and for the most part, Christianity is just a ripoff of Mithraism, which existed in okay, Rome before okay, that. Okay, okay, we got a time. Out. <laughs> You're getting too deep. You're getting too deep. Okay, um, yeah, I'm yeah. drowning. Yeah. <laughs> too deep. And then we talk about room break. Okay, so we're back from that. Back from PP time. Let's be back, back okay. from all of that. So, tell so, me about demons. So, to, so to summarize all of this sort of thing, it's most of the demons that are traditionally associated with possession, and there are a few. Um, again, Pazuzu being one, but Pazuzu was, uh, as I said, from Sumeria. He was, um, he basically his job was to frighten away other spirits. So he was supposed to be imposing. Within actually, their mythology, sounds, sounds kind of good. But I he did. He he scared away. He scared away famine and plague. That's what they they believed within that Sumerian culture, and also uh, bad fortune, that kind of stuff. But he was a demon of the wind, which is important as you go further into the Exorcist franchise there or you know, mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to call them a franchise, but but yeah, that that whole that, that whole uh, building, yeah, exactly, <laughs> dynasty, exactly right, yeah, your rich empire, it's like the uh, Chicago yeah. Bulls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, that's the thing is that uh, like so Asmodeus is another one that gets that's blamed a lot. So there's certain demons that are blamed traditionally for possession, and almost uh, not ten out of ten times those are ancient gods rather than evil spirits that have been carried through in time. Uh, Which is why Latin, yeah, and not uh, '80s hip hop. Absolutely right. That's that's why uh, uh, Jam Master Jay is not you know <laughs> out there doing exorcisms because everybody would realize what was going on. It's just another beef, <laughs> East and West Coast. So the, the, uh, the, you know that's that's the, that's the bottom line. But yeah, so the, that's the thing is that whenever you encounter these instances of exorcism, very often they'll go to the usual cast of characters. You know, I understand. And, and that, so that's the process. But it's interesting to see between these sects of Christianity that they arrange these demons in a different hierarchical structure because there's kings and princes and dukes and marquees and powers and chancellors. So there's these different Oof, layers. Doofa, yeah. This is a, a Yu-Gi-Oh card situation. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and then you get into the legions of nameless demons that they control underneath of them. So there's these different things. But at the same time, sometimes these demons maintain some of their less than intimidating uh properties from when they were gods so say it was a god of the harvest this particular demon uh might be like say uh beelzebub for instance is uh its name comes from a derivation of allah and so it's sort of a slant to, uh, towards islam slant, right? uh, yeah it's basically they're trying to they're trying to thumb their nose at islam through the their the, the sort of the indirect defamation of their okay their god <laughs> you, i'm spinning now yeah so so your god is like our demon right exactly essentially yeah they're so they're again transferring is there a tree like (laughs) the the posters that connect all the game of thrones characters yes do we have a poster like that with all the demons names and if so why do we go to so much trouble to get the name because we could just go through the list right and this is a part of it go to matt he's got the tree there there are thousands and thousands of documented demons uh, names of demons and they're 
characteristics and what they do. No database? There's, there is a database, but again, you have to find out what system they're in. So, oh, it, so they're so like, MS-DOS. So to say, right, exactly right. Whether they run Windows 95, <laughs> whether they're Excel professional, home version. Yeah, that's, that's all the important factors. But yeah, the idea is that in order, to, the purpose of finding the demon's name is an old property that goes through a lot of old traditions where if someone knows your magical name, it's supposed to be your true name, right? Um, that once you, and in fact, priests still do that. They take on different names once they become ordained. They usually give up their birth name. Like oh, Prince? It, yes, like Prince. Sure. That, you can draw that comparison. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah artist, that's, that does I'm it for the, you. I'm the artist formerly known as Prince. As, yes, that's right. But yes, the, normally priests do that. They'll, they'll give up their birth name. They usually keep their last name, uh, but they'll, they'll change their first name. Sometimes they'll bump their first name to their last name. They do that. Uh, do they do just process. one name like Madonna? Sometimes they will, but that's very, very infrequent that that happens. Normally they'll have those layers because it, you can have like 13 Father Georges. And so having some clarifying. How many, helps. How many deacon deacons are there? Though? That's a good question. I don't know that I've ever seen a deacon deacon, but I'm sure they are indeed out there. That would be very nice to see. But yeah, that, so that's uh, that's part of it. The magical name, the idea of having a name and finding out that person's secret name is so important because that means you have knowledge of them and therefore it's it like gives you control. It's, it's exactly it like Rumpel that's, ex- that's exactly huh. That's exactly what it is. That story is actually uh, a tale, a magical tale basically illustrating that principle oh wow yeah the idea of knowing someone's name gives you control over them um that's that's part of hoodoo and voodoo culture all the way up through christianity uh, so all over the world once you get the name that's when you have the power so you're like is he wearing glasses right and you put down the guess who <laughs> exactly right you put the little tile down and yeah exactly get the travel version just in case things start <laughs> levitating you know you don't want to be too tied to a flat surface but yeah that's that's all part of the process and then after that point then you can find out where they are in the in the hierarchy of demons then you go and find out who rules over them and that's the person's name or the demon's name that you use to command them so you say in the name of jehovah in the name of the almighty god in the name of saint michael the archangel in the name of uh, saint benedict in the name of, and then you start naming okay. the demons off after you've gotten through the heavenly sphere oh so you're pulling okay. like i'm going to talk to your supervisor i'm going to talk to your <laughs> regional manager i'm going to talk to the company every time that's, i call, I that's call basic, comcast right Exactly. What I do. That's basically what you're doing. You're going through this whole list, and that way you're basically showing authority over this thing, and in effort to, like, to I convince know it. your dad. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Okay, and that's so that's huh. a big part of the exorcism. So that's the reason why the name and the hierarchy is important. But again, you have to find out where they sit within that structure because there are so many different versions of that hierarchy. So that's exorcism uh, in a very, very content or con- uh, concise nutshell. Um, Dude, my brain is yeah. so stimulated right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot more that, that we could talk about, but um, it's, a, it's a fascinating uh, process to uh, witness, as I said, it's it's really really boring most of the time, peppered with moments of sheer fear uh, or you know terror. But again, as as the person performing the exorcism, the most important thing is to maintain like a neutral state to not be reactive to that energy. That's okay. the most important thing. That brings me to my real question. Okay. This is the most important question. Sure. Of the podcast. What's the craziest shit you've ever seen? Uh, the craziest shit I've ever seen is things flying through the room. Uh, while people have spoken in uh, a language that they don't know uh, or that they don't speak regularly um, and should not have knowledge of. 
uh, and it was one of the language those languages that I do know, and to know that they were speaking it correctly. Um, and what were they saying? They were speaking in Coptic, which is ancient Greece, Greek. Okay. okay. And they well, basically were they like Zeus is up my ass. Yeah, they, believe it or not, they're they're just uh, speaking curses. Potatoes on sale. Nine ninety. Have you seen my goat? Where is my goat? <laughs> no, no, they they, uh, they were basically cursing God and okay. and the powers I of God. Like God, he yeah. sucks. God's dumb. God sucks. Yeah, oh. but that's the interesting thing too is that even when you're dealing with spirits that are associated with other pantheons, with other belief structures, that in these situations, the name of God or these powers of traditional exorcism tend to hold sway in those situations because once again in the subconscious of that person culturally they understand that christianity was obviously stronger than their religion because they came in and took over so but wait then wouldn't if you called on like all of the old gods like Mm -hmm. it's buddha with a steel chair he comes in and like helps out off the turnbuckle (laughs) yeah exactly yes yes (laughs) and that's the idea of dominion is that that if you're dealing with someone who's possessed by something that would be considered an eastern spirit say uh say a hungry ghost right the idea from uh, from japan uh that that within shintoism there are these spirits of people who have died of uh, starvation right and they're doomed to wander the rest of their lives or in the afterlife of course uh the rest of their afterlife around looking for food and people can make offerings to them to try and get them to calm down but they can cause uh poltergeist activity sort of uh within spaces within japanese belief but again shintoism is still prominent in japan but it's a it's a minor it's almost like a like native american sort of thing that it's uh, earth spirits okay. and that sort of thing and so um even though it's not as prevalent in their world anymore it's still very much ingrained in their culture so there's little things that they do when that like bowing when they walk into a space and that sort of thing showing respect for the room that's all comes from shintoism so the idea that they're respecting these supposedly inanimate objects um, that they would get Shinto priests to come in and do these deliverance rituals because it was more effective than having Christian or Catholic priests come in to do an exorcism. So if you like register as a religious leader of a whole bunch of religions, mm-hmm. can you just like... Yeah, non-denominational. Yeah, you're a non-denominational gun-slinging priest ready right. to take out all of the possessed demon <laughs> people? That's it. You can, you can be like ready to go. I'm like an exorcist mercenary. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John kill them all. Yeah. John you know, he, he gets them all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for imparting all of My this pleasure. information on me. Anytime. I do not come from a religious background, so sure. almost 100% oh, you're, of what you said was You're a free spirit. Yeah. 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 Like, literally. That's yeah. right. I, like, my mom was a... A Wiccan is what she calls herself. Sure. So uh, that's oh, how I was raised. And, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, but her job was she restored like ancient paintings in yeah. churches. That's um, fucking up. awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's a fucking badass. Oh my so, God. So yeah, like her whole job was taking, oh, this was painted in 1642. Can you make that yellow more yellow? That right. Like so that's her job. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah she's, she was really good at it too. But so because that was her job, like she'd be laying on a scaffolding for like 16 hours that's working fun. on a square 
barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was in a church a lot. Yep. But I was never raised with religion. I was told this is a bunch of hooey. Don't pay attention to them if they talk to you. There you go. So we're gonna have to call Ghostbusters if you ever get possessed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really, Bill Murray is gonna come to your exorcism. <laughs> I can't think of a better exorcism. That would be fantastic. We've all seen his effectiveness. Absolutely. His efficacy is top notch. Yep, hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you, fellas, for joining me for this episode. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely, awesome. dude. Um, well, uh, you'll have to look at the list for next time. We'll do a movie that we all Absolutely. plan yeah, out let's a do little it. better. Yeah. And maybe yeah. one where you have seen it. I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. I, yeah, yeah, we got to fix shameful. that. Shameful. You know, it's, it's funny. Shameful. I decided to dump the disc. If you want it, you can like have it. You're yep. dumping it. I'm yep. dumping You're it. You're dumping it. it. Take it. <laughs> after yeah, all this, t- after all of this, <laughs> two this episodes. Talk. Yeah. I wow. It like I have the version you've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only version I've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah i mean if next time i see you i'll hand it off to there you. we go oh goes shit, to man, a good yeah. home if you hate it give it back and then yeah. one of us is probably possessed at that point that's I, right i will <laughs> give it to me i'll possess it for yeah, you yeah, and then yeah. i'll give it back yeah that would be, be great yeah, yeah. Matt, you just you imbue some possession on it that's and then, it that way we can i can do it respect on that shit absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but actually that that's that i would keep it just for like a personal sense of like uh, I guess like an emotional tie to it because like my mom told me that that is the absolute real thing most horrible oh thing she's ever watched yeah it gets but, pretty rough yep. yep and I was <laughs> I've always been like oh, I need to watch this yes. movie now <laughs> yeah. but I just haven't I think the movies that get built up to that extent I ha- I haven't put in enough uh, <laughs> mental reserve to watch it like I haven't watched Hereditary yet. Oh my god, that was right, pretty because, fucking good too. Oh my so god, dark. because I feel like the emotional tax on the movie is high. It's That's gonna, and, it's and gonna I'm fuck not, you. Up. Re- I'm yeah. not ready you to like put you, myself in that position woo. yet. You don't have fun it's, after watching Hereditary. Yeah, it's, between like The Exorcism, which I'm, I'm sure it has like a less less of an emotional tax on it. Than the Exorcist, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Exorcist. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it, it sort of culminates in towards the yeah yeah it, it has an arc and then it's kind of slow slow build and just sort of tension and then it's like oh okay we're getting into the oh okay whoa all <laughs> right okay okay oh there he goes and okay. then it goes straight down <laughs> <That's yeah. right. laughs> Max Fonsato is like ooh and then it just is downhill it's, from it's all over yep. <laughs> yeah yeah so um anyway uh, yeah, catch me on your show. Uh, I really adore your show. <laughs> Thank um, you. Most apparently, you don't think most people do, and most people are stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, what? Explain your show to the audience and tell them where to find you. All right, our show is the Kickstart with Matt and Matt, which mm-hmm. is me and Matt. Yeah. who is explaining exorcism That's so right. well. Uh, it's usually funnier than that. Yeah. It's, it definitely we, has a lot more sense of humor. We, we tend to avoid these topics, yeah. <laughs> Try to, anyway. There's definitely more t- tangential conversation going on Yeah, uh, featuring Chris, typically. Yep. yep. Which is... Uh, Not anymore. Thank Not God. Not anymore. No, we've exercised them from the show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, one of these demons has been rid of him. This place is clean. <laughs> if you like, if you like the disc dump, and if you like Miles, which if you don't, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, if you like Miles, please catch him on our latest episode of the Kickstart with Matt and Matt. That's right. 220. 220. And if you like our bullshit sense of humor, then you can find us on 
uh, Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, uh, Jesus, every at, everywhere at, you can that's get right. podcasts. We, we've tried to get in every possible place that'll have us, and there's very few. So. I even made you guys make a Twitter account. That's right. That's, we've got a Twitter yes. account, and I, I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is our tech guy. All I do is come in and say stupid that's derailing right. bullshit. And drink beer and go home. That's, that's right. it. And then you, I, I stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning editing things and all that. If you don't like me, then please listen to the show. That's right. Yeah. It, it only shows more respect for Matt, who does all the work. Yeah. I call our show an improv workshop. There you we go. are essentially a comedy podcast. We're not sponsored. Nope. We don't care if you listen or not. Nope. But, you know, check it out. And they have bitchin' tunes at the end. That's right. Always always want it to close it out. That's, that's <laughs> our best contribution. <laughs> if you want to hear good music, just fast forward to the end. There you go. <laughs> Right on. Thank you guys for doing this episode. Absolutely. Thank you for having us, Miles. Okay, audience. Bye-bye now. See ya. See ya.